Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned into episode 194, Unbecoming of Age. Two guys that met on social media. We've never laid eyes on each other in real life. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. How you doing? I'm doing well. What what kind of energy was that? Hey. It's just a little hot and humid here. It's raining like cats and dogs here. Hmm. Where did that where did that expression come from? I don't even know. I guess it's not important. How do you look that stuff up where expressions come from? I, cause I think you just Google and it tells you everything about it. And then boom, you're an expert. Google's got it all. At some point, we'll have uh, that Elon Musk thing where they, they connect us up to our, our, I guess our cell phone. I don't know, something. And we're just, we, we'll, just, we'll just know. The neural, neural link, I think is what he's calling it. It's uh, some new technology that... I don't think it's actually going to happen. I think, I think he blows stuff out of his ass a lot and makes promises. But <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then people forget about those because you'd be like, that allows him to do the other things that are bigger, and be like, that's cool. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to space again. Cool. Going, In a Tesla. Going. Nice. We're going to Mars? Really? Yeah. Hey, but raining cats and dogs. I got it. First Google search. <laughs> boom, boom. Library of Congress <laughs> must be must be right. Cats and dogs may come from the Greek expression katadoxa, which means contrary to experience or belief. If it is raining cats and dogs, it is raining unusually or unbelievably hard. Cats and dogs may be a perversion of the now obsolete word katadupe. I don't know what that means. Katadupe? C-A-T-A-D-U-P-E. In old English, katadupe meant a cataract or waterfall. Anyway, boom. There you go. Don't know if it's true, but my phone said it was, so it must be true. See, and if that's the future, I don't want to be there because everybody's going to be spouting off stuff like that. And, and back in, in the days of yore, the olden days, we all just would look at each other and go, I don't know, I don't know. Or we'd and, make something up, and then we'd have yeah. fun and be like, nah, I'm pretty sure it's not true. Yeah, then now it's just, uh, it comes from the Catalinga, the ancient Latin. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, you made right. it dirty by calling it Catalinga. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> Stop that. I know what you did there. I know how your brain works. <laughs> I may never have met you in real life in person, but damn it. Yeah. How's, uh, yeah. how's things in your world beyond the rain, in your life? Are things, quote unquote, normal? on these not so normal times well we we did uh tried to go towards normality this this last weekend uh rachel and i decided we would do just a overnight thing so we thought we'll just do kind of a quick a quick up uh, and uh, go see something and, and then come back sort of deal so we we went to madison wisconsin overnight on friday i guess that was friday okay. yes and uh, Juneteenth, uh, which okay. is also also uh, it's my wedding anniversary, June nineteenth. Okay. So, so on June nineteenth, I like to think of it as my wedding anniversary. Sure, I sure. Know. Other people call it Juneteenth, but for me, it's you may you're allowed yeah. to. That's, it's that's okay. I, yeah, that's what you're I'm going to do. Anything wrong? That's where that's where I'm going with it. Yeah, and girls, and you yeah. know what? I I don't feel guilty about that. <laughs> There's, but, I, I mean, I could probably list 90. I've never met you in person, but I could probably find 99 things you should feel guilty about. I'm only kidding. I don't like yeah. the expression. I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of the word guilt. 
Yes. Or feeling guilt or making someone feel guilt, and I think we should say something different. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to get caught up in semantics, but apparently I love to get caught up in semantics. So not white guilt. No white guilt. No Colin Flynn guilt. No no wedding anniversary celebration guilt. You know? Yes. Because I'm a psychopath, I just decided I would focus entirely on myself, and I wouldn't feel guilty about anything. But yeah, well, that, yeah, that's yeah. that's sociopathic, and yeah, I mean, all that. Uh, yeah. We have a guy in office who may sometimes see things that way. I think maybe possibly. it is scary. It is scary that we have we have a lot of the country right now is is really uh, planning very strongly to vote for a wobbly, old, forgetful, stumbling white guy with a washed <laughs> up way, polit- political way. party. Nine. I would say minimum of 60% of voters will end up voting for that guy. And there are two of them. So there's a higher <laughs> chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a very small percentage of people who vote who actually write someone in or vote for a third-party candidate. Is there even a Green Party candidate this year? So there's, we, we have almost a 100% chance of having an old, white, wobbly guy who's a little bit off his rocker a little bit one more than the other i think stumbling bumbling forgetful. time will tell yes. yeah yeah so uh, we went to madison and uh we mm-hmm. we we, we uh, i don't know what we expected when we got there it's that madison for for those that are not familiar is a uh, decent sized community i think it's uh, somewhere I'm not 100% sure, but it's around a half million, probably, total population in that uh, general area, something Mm -hmm. like that. It's uh, the state capital of Wisconsin. It's the, uh, Madison is the home of the University of Wisconsin. Uh, It's uh, very picturesque, a couple of lakes. There's uh, uh, an isthmus between the lakes where, uh, that's where the Capitol building is, and uh, it's it's a nice place to visit. There's usually a lot going on and uh, because of all that activity, uh, even in the summer. So when we got there, uh, we, we went to this, uh, we knew that, the, that we were gonna stay overnight at a Sheraton. We knew that the Sheraton was undergoing a lot of renovation, and they had told us when we made the booking that uh, there wouldn't be a lot of guests because of the renovation. I think probably the, uh, the Rona had more to do with the guest uh, guess count maybe than the, than the renovation did, but uh, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I can't compare it to other hotels because I wasn't at those, but uh, mm-hmm. so we got in there and, and that was true. We got into the, the, the hotel and it was very limited staff, very, uh, very hands-off, just kind of like uh, they had your room, room keys ready for you, just a grab-and-go kind of thing. And uh, there wasn't a lot of activity there, and so that didn't seem too weird. We we expected that. When we got to the in, in the the area that most people visit when they go to Madison's this this area called State Street. And State Street, the Capitol building sits up on this big hill, and there's a hub around it, uh, sort of a, a square around it. And one of the streets that uh, is the main street that uh, that goes down the hill is this. State Street is what they call it. And it's about a mile and a half, maybe, I think, down the hill. And if you go all the way down, you end up at the university and you end up at the lakefront. 
that entire mile and a half is lined with uh, bars and pubs and a lot of unique locally owned shopping, a lot of uh, really uh, sort of uh, kitschy sort of fun places to shop. And it's, it's, uh, it's, a, you know, it's touristy. It's, there's a lot going on there. Well, that had uh, during the demonstrations, during the, during the uh, things that were happening uh, you know, a couple weeks before that, uh, Madison had got hit pretty hard. And uh, they had uh, initially, I think there was some violence and they decided everybody that was uh, a store owner and everybody in, in the, that had something going on that they were worried about being damaged, they boarded everything up in a real quick hurry mm-hmm. and uh, everything was covered with plywood. Well, anything that was possible to be pretty much almost spray painted in some uh, manner, uh, including the, well, of course, the plywood got painted, you know, with a lot of stuff. And some of it was well done, um, tastefully uh, curated. They let some people come in and and paint some, some, you know, some stuff that was uh, down with the BLM mm-hmm. sort of thing and all of that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was just dumb shit that got spray painted all over, you know. There's mm-hmm. there's things that just people that were down there for the, for the, uh, for the, for the riot part of it, the, for the violent part of it, we're mm-hmm. down there spray painting stuff. So you have in that area. There's a lot of old buildings, a lot of there's you know some old churches and some you know a lot of things that are related to uh, like theaters and uh, and uh, city buildings and things like that. All sorts of stuff like that that had uh, just the very moronic spray painted uh, type stuff all over it that uh, really had nothing to do with I didn't feel advancing any cause other than that of stupidity and uh, looking at that it's it's sad because they're going to have to try to go in now somehow and try to remove that off the buildings at least I think it'll eventually wear off like the streets and uh, where it's things are spray painted on the street Um, if you're going through there with kids now, you, you really wouldn't, even if they get all the plywood off and get everything open back up, and very little was open, uh, you know, I, in terms of, like, tourism, I don't know that anybody's going to want to be walking through there with, with little kids uh, unless you're some sort of, uh, you know, woke police that's trying to explain to uh, your children what all these uh, bad words mean and how, how they are related to some sort of... Uh, greater consciousness that they're supposed to uh, achieve as a five-year-old or something but um yeah it was it was kind of kind of surreal a little bit sad um parts of it parts of it i i get you know the 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 movement and why why they did their things there and all of that but uh very little commerce happening there in that area there were we did go to we ate at we ended up eating at two different restaurants went into one bar there was a bar that was open and they were encouraging you to you to come in order whatever you you could uh, whatever you wanted to and then go out to the uh, outdoor seating area which is what we did so it was uh, masks or no masks mostly um mostly there's a lot of masks um it's uh you know when you went into a restaurant there there really weren't any masks in the restaurants other than the people that were working there there was uh the one that we went to there was going to be outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. You got to go through the building to get to the outdoor seating. So they had a sign that um, said that, w- w- I don't know if they required, but they strongly recommended that you wear a mask through the building to get to the outdoor seating, which we did. You know, I didn't have a problem with any of that. But uh, most of the uh, uh, most of the staff in the places were, were masked up pretty well. So, um, and they had did the, you know, the tables were sat farther apart, that sort of thing. How many nights did you do? Uh, just the one. We we went up Friday, came back uh, later in the afternoon on Saturday. So, 
Yeah, and yeah. Uh, did it? How long of a drive is it? I forget. It, it's it's like three hours. I mean, three okay. hours. Yeah. And and uh, did did it feel worth it? I mean, yeah, it was good to get out. It was good to. Uh, it was strange to eat in a restaurant after not sure, having done done sure. so was since the first time. That was the first time since the uh-huh. uh, last time we would have eaten in a restaurant would have been like mid-March, something mm-hmm. like that. So that was a little bit strange. Um, but it felt good. It, you know, even the getting out that we did walking, we walked up and down State Street and there was some, you know, like I said, there's very little open. But uh, it was more or less kind of taking a gander at all of the... Uh, all of the stuff that was there that was uh, that was boarded up and uh, painted over, spray painted over, and uh, yeah, like the, said, the, yeah, s- yeah. Some of it well done. Some of it, you know, you look at it and you go, "Well, that's uh, I, I, you know, I'm glad they did that." And then some of it, you look at it and go, "What in the heck is that all about?" You know, so yeah, I, saw, I I've only been out to I've been out to one restaurant and it was outdoor seating and it was normal it was fine. Uh, New Jersey restaurants only just recently opened for outdoors, so they have like tables set up in parking lots and like in in parking spaces. They close like Red Bank, which has a main street, and uh, they like put up like uh, string lights, you know. Yeah, right. Those nice like LED string lights that people put in their backyards. And uh, it looks good. I mean, I just saw pictures of it. Kylie showed me something on Instagram. Um, you know, and but uh, we don't have like we're only in our. I think we're in our second phase. So like uh, barber shops and and uh, you know salons are opening up now. Right. Whereas we have, in, I got my hair cut this weekend uh, up in Connecticut which they've been open since like June 1st. So I had to wear a mask. I wore a, um, a mask that went around my ears, but the mask that my friend Ray makes, that's like a Velcro thing around the back of your head. That wouldn't work. Otherwise, basically it, it, with his mask, I w- as long as you have to wear masks to get a haircut, I'd end up having a mullet because it covers <laughs> right there. I'd end up be like, your hair looks great. And then I take off the mask and be like, boom, party in the back. Um, so you know, so it's uh, the things are not a hundred percent normal here, um, but a lot more cars on the road and things are getting back. Uh, and at the same time, I don't know that I want to. I went to the beach yesterday, but you know, social distance, physical distance from other people at the beach. Did you feel when you were at the beach like you were out in in the soup? Uh, were you feeling like you were too even? You know, you like I said you're away Vulnerable? from people. Yeah, yeah. I feel I like there's feel more. No, I no? didn't. I didn't. I. You know what? Listen, I don't know how it works. I. I don't know what the chances are catching it from you know, fifteen twenty feet away. Yeah. You know, from another person in the air, like. Is it possible that a droplet pops out, someone has COVID-19? You know, I don't know if you're asymptomatic and you don't even know about it, but if you are symptomatic, like I haven't had a fever. I checked my temperature. I had it checked in the in the salon. I had it checked when I was doing the Amazon, you know, whole food deliveries, the grocery deliveries. And uh, it's mine has been low, and I have felt fine. But, no, I didn't feel vulnerable. But, again, I wasn't – there have been places where I see a large group of people, and I don't want to be near it right now. No matter where I am, you know, uh, but especially if uh, the cases are high, you know, like uh, I don't want to get into it much. But, you, you know, I told, talked on the last episode that I hurt my finger. Well, I just made an appointment with a hand surgeon. Wow, so really? first time ever going to this hand surgeon. So uh, on hold for a while, go through the whole thing. And 
one of the questions uh, the woman asked me was, have you been out of the state? Have you visited any other states in the last 30 days? I said, yes, Connecticut. And she said, okay, I don't think that's on there. So I bet you if I had said Texas, Arizona, Florida, Oklahoma, like a bunch of places where the spikes are going up, they may have postponed my appointment for two weeks based on when I had gotten back from that state. Yeah, they they probably would have. This this yeah. whole thing I've been reading a lot about the you know the they're saying there's spikes and their cases are going up and all of that. And I don't I don't know exactly how to feel about that because when I look at like we've been open like I said uh, on the last podcast we've been what I would call wide open for a, a couple of weeks and um, we weren't nearly as shut down as a lot of states were in Iowa right. uh, and uh, so. What I've been noticing, because we got this website up, the state website thing up, is everything here is is trending down. Now, cases occasionally are higher, but as far as when I say everything is trending down, if you look at the... Uh, okay, so if, if there's a case, all right, when that means that somebody's tested positive, they may be asymptomatic, light symptoms, whatever, they're not hospitalized. If you look at all of the hospitalization and the death statistics in the state of Iowa, all that stuff is trending in a in a in a manner you would want to see. Uh, our number of patients in ICU is going down. Our number of patients hospitalized is about half of, of what it was at the peak. Uh, our number of deaths have uh, been. Uh, well, they're way down from where it was at one point, and like the last couple of days, there's been a single death. So, but but cases uh, are are a little bit higher sometimes. So we've got people that are that are getting it, but they're not going to the hospital, which I thought was what I, I maybe I'm missing something, but I thought that's kind of what we wanted. I think we want more people that can get over it and can be asymptomatic. We kind of want those people to get it because at some point, if there's no, if we don't, ha- if we don't end up with a with with a vaccine, y- you want people to actually, I thought, get it, and and the ones that we know are going to get over it because that's how whether we'll get to herd immunity or not is is probably you know a big argument that people would like to get into sometimes because it doesn't look like that's maybe achievable either, but. I, I I don't I don't know. I just go back to that whole thing with with the with the two curves at the beginning. We had the big hump that we were all trying to avoid because the big hump was the bad hump, and then we had the long, uh, elongated hump. Well, both of those humps, everybody under the line is dead, and so if it takes a long time for us to get to two hundred thousand dead people, or we get the two hundred thousand dead people all at once all at once was going to overrun the hospitals and cause the mess, and then we're going to get to this thing at the end. I know we're just trying to, we're buying time, we're hoping for a vaccine, but everything I've been reading lately about the vaccine looks eh, kind of specious. It doesn't look like it's perhaps going to happen. The, the, that one vaccine they were talking about with, I can't remember who the big company was, they're saying that's, hey, now I just read that that's not actually a vaccine. It's just something that's going to keep you from getting it for a while, for like a, up to a year. Again, buying us time, but maybe 
I don't know. Is, is it going to make things worse? Are we going to draw this out for like five years? Do we want to do that? I, I, I don't have yeah, the answer. Yeah, but that, that thing that prevents you from getting COVID-19 for a year is also going to make uh, you vote for an old white guy for president. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, that's not true. Gonna that's just going to happen anyway. Give, give me the wobbliest, <laughs> oldest. <laughs> You're going to have to have a choice. That's the cho- those are the choices you have right now. you got these two old... I don't know. I I, um, yeah, I don't want to get too deep in this because I want to ask you about the rest of your weekend because it was Father's Day. Did you uh, did you uh, celebrate Father's Day? Did you do anything? Father's Day, I think, isn't that really just? Uh, it's kind of a throwaway, isn't it? <laughs> well, part. I think it depends for some. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it was. I think I I was uh, when the children were much younger. It was a little bit more special, and we did something. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, I I I just took. My daughter Kylie down to uh, Long Beach Island to my parents' uh, weekend summer house to the beach house. And yeah, to the yeah, it's not on the beach, but yeah, it's on a lagoon, a canal, and uh-huh. uh, we hung out there and saw my saw my dad and my sister and my nephew and and when we were on the beach, I actually went for a run and Kylie came with me and she's not a runner and she hates it and running mm-hmm. on the beach as you probably know is really challenging. It can really be, yeah. challenging. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just did it with just my bathing suit. No shoes or socks, and I went as close to the water as possible, where the sand was uh, was uh, a little bit wet and and more solid. More solid, yeah. That right. sweet spot you can you can find the sweet spot there where yeah. it's firm enough that you yeah, that, but not too soft. That's, I mean, that's... I only ran for like a mile and a half. It was a twenty minute run. I mean, it yeah. was just something. Yesterday was supposed to be my uh, long run day, my uh, eight mile run day, but uh, the the heat and humidity was too much, and I was around family, and that would have taken me. Uh, yeah, it would have taken me about an hour and a half, and uh, and then today it was 85, 84 degrees by ten a.m. and I was like, no, nah, I'm not running in like eighty five degree weather, you know, with high humidity for eight miles. It's not a smart thing to do. You just I not for me. It's, I'm not there yet. So and you're uh, not doing this. You 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 said you were going to do a marathon training program. It is a marathon trap prep training course yeah it's yeah. uh 18 weeks i'm this is this is the end of my fifth week my fifth week should have ended yesterday um but it'll probably end tomorrow and uh yeah last week was a four mile run the week before that was an eight mile run and a six mile run before that so back up to the eight mile run and then i think next week maybe the 10 mile run Okay, and you just you don't have a actual marathon nope, in mind. I have nothing in mind. I haven't even looked at um, if I said eighteen, thirteen weeks from now where we'd be. But thirteen weeks from now would essentially be three months. So we're looking at sometime end of September. And probably, I think most of the marathons this fall, if not all of them, are not happening. Right, uh, but yeah. depending on how I feel, uh, once I get up to that twenty or twenty-two mile run, long run. Yeah. Um, if if I feel like I I'm okay, then I might just do it on my own. I may just do it to do it. Like I'm yeah, gonna, you know, a personal marathon. I'll there, just have to come up with a better, like, twenty six point two mile course that will work. You yeah, know, that's there, relatively level and yeah safe. There are uh, places out there that are doing virtual events. You can just run a virtual marathon, and they'll give you the swag from the from the you know you get the medal and the shirt. Yeah, I saw some of those. I saw some of those races, and I may do that with uh, you know with um, a 10k 
or a half marathon or whatever. But I, I'm, I'm again, this was just for me, kind of testing myself and pushing myself. There was no reason, but I have to say, I, I chose to start it at the worst time, uh, northeast summer. Yeah, it's it's hot. I, I, it's not good. Yeah, I ran yesterday. It was hot and humid. It was about eighty five, and uh, yeah, that's. I, although I did, I will say yesterday, I felt like I had some some good bounce in my step. I've been trying to run five miles. Uh, four or five days a week, and uh, oh, really? Wow! Yeah, that's been going pretty well, and um, so yeah, um, got all that going on, and right. uh, it's it's paying off. It's it's you, but you have a history. Well. You have a uh, yeah, a, a trying to. I mean, you know, like you. It's not like I would imagine. It's like somewhat. I mean, you're not going to be able to do a a 20 mile run every Sunday right away, but. You know, doing a five mile run once you're into it seems like it's a little might be a little bit easier for you than it would be for someone like me who's only started really running about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I don't know how quickly I'll move up to this. I had gotten uh, fatter than I wanted to be, and uh, for me, it's trying to get some weight off, and I'm not, I'm not really paying attention to how fast I'm running or anything like that or that sort of thing. Not at all, because I've been using the Nike. nike app thing on my on my apple watch and for whatever reason it started glitching on me like crazy and it started like cutting parts of the route off and not if you stop it stops you know usually if you stop on a corner it'll stop and then take off again when you take off and it quit doing that sometimes and it got real glitchy and i was going to try to reinstall it and then i saw that there was a update uh, for the uh for the uh, watch software and all that stuff. And I, I quit using the app for a few days. And when I did, I thought, I like this more. I, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not tied into some whatever. And uh, it just, and I haven't done that in a long time. So I ran without trying to keep track of something somehow. And I'm kind of digging that. So I'm, I'm going to stay with that for a while, that theory that if I... If just just, just to, to literally not use the Nike app and just do it. Just yes. run. Just yeah. just do it without you, yeah. Nike. With, That's what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. need you. Yeah, so uh so no no th- no Father's Day, huh? No no well, real special, nothing. We we went to Rachel's parents and uh we had a little uh, cookout thing and it was pretty low key. But uh yeah, it was you know, it was nice, but uh What's your what's your father in law doing? Uh is he uh holding uh, church services in a parking lot? They are not doing the parking lot, and uh, they've been doing now since I said, like, the state of Iowa's pretty much opened up. They've done some uh, services, and they've done uh, just spaced everybody out and put masks on, and I think they only let a, a couple people in a pew or something like that. We've not sure. gone, but, uh, yeah, they've been doing some social distancing services. They've started a little bit of that. Right. right so, right. yeah, I guess... Uh, well, churches tend to have those volunteer guys that uh, do the collection plate and whatever. So you can have people, you know, ushers. They have ushers. They sometimes. have ushers, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Perfect. and they've got. And if it's like a Catholic church, you could get the money from people with the, with the basket with the long handle on it. That's right. Yeah, you can, hey, hey, hey stick your money in there. Just yeah, no thinking, excuses. Yeah, I'm, this is six feet long. I can keep away. <laughs> a lot of these churches now, um, I'm not so sure that the... How was I know the Catholics don't do this. At least I don't think so. But uh, some of the the non-denominational uh, Christian type churches they have apps now, and so uh, if it gets to the point where it's time to give, they ask you to get out, get out your God giving app, and 
push that button, give us a tip, that, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, they're they're getting their well, stuff through through apps. I didn't I didn't have cash when I uh, got my um, my haircut, and the the salon would not take the tip on the card. Hmm. However, she said you can do Venmo. I was like, that's great, and sure enough, it was like she took this wrote the stylist venmo or it was already written down she's like who did you see and she held it up and i was like boom 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 i said does this look right and then i found the hairstylist who had not started her next client i'm like just want to make sure that this is because if you send the wrong the money to the wrong person on venmo you ain't getting it back it's not easy yeah it's just out there so so that was cool i was like yeah i don't need cash that works. That's 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 cool when technology works that way. I was uh, the other day. I got a package delivered. Uh, I think it was UPS, and I was sitting in my in my studio here, and I the the dogs barked a little bit, so I thought there was somebody potentially at the door, and uh, this little thing popped up on my computer and said your package has been delivered, and there was a picture of it. Uh, I could tell it was my front steps. There was a picture of the package on the front steps. So the guy, he hits delivered, and then he somewhere on the little handheld jobby that he's got, they snap a little picture of it, and then the picture is attached to the notification that gets sent out to you. So it's it's there that fast. I was like, man, that's that is that is technology that works real well. And then one of the places that uh, we ate. Uh, up in Madison too, they had a new point of sale sort of thing that they did the 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 bill on, and so he handed it to me, and he asked me, "Do you do you want a copy of the bill to look at, or do you, you know is it cool to look at, at this?" Or I, he had he had a slickered presentation of it, but anyway, I could see the bill on the little handheld thing, and um, it was all there. I could see that it was okay, and I just he said you can stick your card in the bottom, so you just stick your card in the bottom of it, and then hit the whatever tip amount you want and then electronically sign and then boom and it's it's just taken care of right there with just this easy process of uh not having to go back and forth and i thought that is that's as cool as the uh, as the uh as the technology that elon musk hasn't come up with yet hmm. that fake stuff that he's promising us just let did, me pay, pay a bill easier did you uh did you pay attention to the Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma at all? At all? I had heard that he got that uh, and I liked the idea that there was technology involved with that in a in a yeah. in a fun way that the yeah. uh, was it K-pop K-pop Korean pop K-pop stands. So yes. It's supposed to be there's like fans, there's the people that you stand by. It's a weird thing. I was like every time I read it over the weekend I'm like K-pop stands stands. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I heard that there was a whole TikTok and Twitter movement yeah. for them to get, the, to get the free tickets and then share it with anyone else to do the same thing and then delete it from their social media so no one would catch on to it. Zoomers is what they're calling themselves, right? Is that got something to do with it? I don't know. I mean, if you say so, I don't know. Yeah, there's a hashtag Zoomers, and I'm not, I, I think that was maybe the TikTok people. Um, we're using that hashtag and then the, the k-poppers i don't know what their deal was yeah i don't know but yeah apparently that it worked and which was which was that's funny you know mike wallace who the you know journalist from 60 minutes who's yeah. passed away you know his son is mike mike wallace's son is chris wallace is that his name chris wallace from fox news 
okay. Trump got mad at him, and uh, he interviewed someone who runs Trump's campaign about the whole turnout thing, and she refused to to answer the question because he's like he's like you guys look silly. Keep saying that about those numbers, right? It'd be like they didn't happen. It didn't matter why they didn't happen. It is kind of funny if it's true that a bunch of teenagers sabotaged the number of people that turned well, out. They had. They said they had registrations of one million people had tried to had tried to get tickets. They said, and there were people right away with it. Were like, wait, that's like double the population of Tulsa where it was being held. It's like, how is that even possible in the middle of... Okay, if it were somewhere on the East Coast or something, maybe you'd go, okay, that might possibly make sense, but Tulsa's out in the middle of nowhere. There's Tulsa and that's it. So you would have had to have a lot of people flying in, driving in, showing up to sit in a big arena full of COVID. (laughs) You you know, and I, I don't care... I, I know that there's there's the uh, there's the idea that uh, that the Republicans are not wearing masks and they're more willing to show up in in these big group situations, but um, I still don't think most of them uh, are probably wanting to get in a large group of people and sit on. Well, you know, I was <laughs> I. I was looking at some. I was I was actually going to watch, try to watch the whole thing, but I was uh, not available to watch the whole thing because I always like to hear and see Trump say things to different audiences um, directly when he's saying them in context to be like, whoa, to try to understand how he got from point A to point B or whatever it was. And and so uh, while looking around, I saw a Washington Post article, and the Washington Post has never. I don't think they've. I don't think there's ever been one positive thing written about Trump in the Washington Post. I could be wrong about that. Not a fan, and and it's a mutual relationship. They are, you know. And so there's this one photograph which you may have seen. It's this guy who, if if I remember correctly, a white guy. I think he's wearing glasses. He looks like he's wearing like an N95 mask, and he's got a sign. I think it just says "Make America Great Again," and he's sitting in the nosebleed section by himself oh i saw that picture. no one around right <laughs> right in the middle and i looked at it and i looked at the photographer i looked at the credit i was watching post i said it is so ridiculous it looks like it's fake i know you know what i mean it, or it looks like the washington post got a guy had him sit up there so they can take that picture now i have since seen that same what appears to be that same photo same section where it's a little bit wider, and there are other people up there. Because I'm thinking to myself, what's that guy's story, right? Like, that guy, he likes Trump. He likes Trump. Doesn't really believe him on the whole COVID-19 thing. (laughs) Is it really down? Like, he's like, he's wrong about that, but I think he's good keeping out the Mexicans. You know what I mean? (laughs) Let's get those DACA kids back. Oh, no, no, no. Don't kill those unborn babies. (laughs) Okay? Touch the women wherever you want, but, but... And fire, you know fire, tr- fire not, transgender, fire transgender well, people. You know, it's like, like, I'm just like, I'm wondering, like, I mean, because Trump actually, the, th- the reason I say all that is because Trump actually said, I'm beginning to think something like, uh, I, like the, the Supreme Court justice don't like him. No, no, it's, that's not how it works. It has, like, seriously, it's about law. They have even conservative judges, like it was Justice An- Antonio Scalia, he, I believe he voted okay to burn flags okay he's not a fan of burning flags he he was the he said it it's it's speech it's it's a you know you're so things seem to be shifting now though you know and so 
Trump, uh, I don't think he cares. Uh, I'm just getting this now. This this just in. I don't think he cares about the law so much. I just, that's what I'm getting at. Wow, really? No. Yes. Get out of here. So, yeah, there's one one wobbly, old, forgetful white guy that just, uh, the other one, he yeah, just, who knows. He does not give a fuck about the law, it would seem. Yeah, I, I just this has got to be the uh, looking ahead. Uh, you, you know, um, you were talking about uh, who to vote for earlier, and uh, I am going to write in. I'm going to write in. I, I'm not voting for either one of these wobbly old white guys. I'm just not going to do it. I'm, I'm I am going to vote in. I'm going to I'm I'm voting for the Rock. I know there was uh, some yeah. people talking about him running. Um, I, I want him in. I want him to run, and I know I don't think he's going to, but uh, I'm I'm voting for him anyway. I'm just going to do a write in. So. Um, it, it's probably not going to be a big writing campaign as far as any others joining me or anything like that. I wouldn't expect anybody to do that, but uh, I just don't have a lot of faith in uh, in in the in the options. Well, I am writing in uh, John Bolton, National Security Advisor. I'm going to write in to uh, his mustache. I'm going to write in John Bolton's mustache. John for Bolton's president. mustache. Yes, yes. He's just I all should... mustache and eyebrows, and his book is coming out tomorrow. And uh, yeah, and it's a tell-all, see-all. I mean, you know, it's I, I don't know about national security and what he's writing in there, but I've been saying since Trump got voted in, these are the stories I'm I'm intrigued by. Right is someone that was right up in there, right in the room, who have whether you agree with them or not, have a background in government, national security, whatever the case may be. They are qualified for their jobs, right? Like them or not, and they have experiences working closely with other presidential administrations. Those are the ones I want to get the take on. Like I want to know how many people in that room like roll their eyes, look over one another, like what the. F- Fuck, like, how did we get here? You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's one guy. It's one he's going to make, uh, probably make a fair amount of money on this. You know, uh, but it doesn't mean that he's not being truthful about this stuff. But he's also an asshole for not testifying. Yeah. So, so I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I'm not sure that these guys, any of these guys know the truth. I don't know if they, they, they could tell if it bit them in the ass, but um, we'll see. Um, yeah, Dwayne uh, Douglas Johnson is also known by his ring name, The Rock. He's an American-Canadian actor. Is it, what's that mean, American-Canadian? He's, I don't understand what that means. Uh, American-Canadian, huh? Can, we, we can still make him... Dwayne, what did you say his middle name du- is? Dwayne Douglas Johnson. I thought t- it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No. That's not his middle name on his birth certificate? No, (laughs) apparently not. He's a retired professional wrestler, former American football player, uh, wrestled for the World Wrestling Federation for eight years. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pursuing an acting career currently. He's got enough money. He doesn't need money anymore, I wouldn't think. He can't spend the money that he's got. So, Dwayne, help us out. Jump in. We we need you to, to do something that these wobbly, forgetful old white guys can't do. Well, he's, uh, how old you have to be? 35 to be president. He's probably like 46, 47 48, now. currently 48. 48? Uh, I know he's younger than me, but uh, maybe only a year or two. Yeah, maybe he's just a year. Six foot five. Yeah, yeah. Just so he's got presidential height. He's a likable guy. Got good. Uh, he's got good teeth. There's a picture here, just looking at that. Nice, shiny, shiny, shiny girl. 
He's the guy. He's the one that could save us from from all the uh, all the mess. And uh, he would also, I don't think he would be um, easily intimidated by by those in in Congress. Those those strange cats that we have that's if we're going to defund something that's that's what we need to defund yeah, is congress right. we just start all over if we're going to knock things down if we're going to if we're going to topple these ivory cages all right now that's my speech i'm yeah so your finger what the hell what the hell's now you, you said it hurts it hurts a lot so it did it, you squash it between the doors at the at uh, jeff bezos house at the whole yep you had to Jeff Bezos' house, uh, mm-hmm. and you, you got it caught in the door. Uh, yeah. Probably hundreds of other people have gotten their finger caught in that door, and there should be a class action lawsuit that should be That's com- right. coming along. But you don't know about that because they've got you enslaved uh, in the back end there. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it enslaved. I I'm wouldn't calling use it that slavery right now. Nope, oh. I would not. I especially would not say that. Um, I would say that I made a choice to do something, and a terrible thing happened. And uh, none of this would be admissible in a court of law. Uh, I'm not under oath, but yeah, I hurt my finger really bad, and it's not Jeff Bezos's fault. Yes, it is. It truly is. It has to be. um, The the door the door sucks, and uh, and and I hurt it. And it's surprising to me how much a split middle finger with no fingernail. It hurts. Wow. I mean, it is, it is, it, it, it's just, it's like throbbing. It's pulsating. It doesn't matter how much I hold it up. And whatever, I want to be a little, like, I don't want to complain, but I just want it to get fixed. I want it. And so that's why I made the appointment with the hand surgeon for tomorrow. Uh, because I, I was thinking about not doing it, but it, it hurts too much and it doesn't look, doesn't look good. I don't think it's infected. I hope it's not infected, but, uh, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how people deal with with little things like. But you know, my mom kept saying you you need to go, you need to go, you need to go. She was texting me, and I was going online on my uh, my app, my Oscar, my health insurance app, and it showed the average cost of one visit to a hand surgeon. These are and and, and the number was like one thousand four hundred and forty nine dollars. Yeah, the average visit to a hand that, that's one visit. Yeah, okay. sounds about right. I think right. So you're like. One, right, for my fingernail. Now, I have a, I believe, $3,500 deductible and a, like, $7,500 max out of pocket, and it may be Mm $8,500. I don't remember from year to year. It changes. Right. And I'm not working right now. I mean, the work that I have is intermittent at best, and and, and I keep thinking to myself, well, I mean, I don't know that, Amazon Whole Foods will cover it, or if, if Whole Foods will cover it, if I'll have to have a lawsuit against them. And I think to myself, like, okay, and my mom said something like, well, you don't w- want to have pain in your hand and finger for the rest of your life. And I'm thinking, like, no. And I think to myself, like, okay, when I, before quarantine, before pandemic, I had a job. Job paid fairly well. I can afford my health insurance, but it still sucked that I have $5,500 a year plus the out-of-pocket and everything else, but I could afford it. I was like, what, people who don't have health insurance or have very poor health insurance and don't have money, what do they do when they hurt themselves? Do they decide, I'm not going to the hospital? I'm not having that done because it's crazy expensive? I don't mm-hmm. know. You know what I mean? Like, it's... And just we wish we can get to a place where you could have 
some level of, of uh, um, uh, health insurance, a preventative uh, measures. You can't, as the you as the government, you can't make people do certain things. You can't make people not eat certain things. You can't make people, you know, be a hundred percent safe a hundred percent of the time. But accidents happen, of course. But it just every time something like this happens, and I think to myself, I don't want to go. I don't want to go because it's going to be too expensive. I think a lot of people do just uh, try to skip it and, uh, yeah, try try not to uh, have to deal with it. And, but it causes uh, more problems down the road. It does. It really That's does. That's why I finally just caved and said, okay, I mean, it, it sucks. It's painful, and uh, I'll figure so, it out. Are you hoping that he just removes the nail, or what do you, what do you think well, he's going to do? Well, so the nail isn't there. I mean, the nail is gone. I, it's I mean, gone, if, okay. They, re- yeah, they removed it in the hospital. Uh, so the nail is fine. Is gone. I think she said that the 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 nail underneath is started to grow. Maybe that's a, some cause of the pain. I don't know. Um, that's going to take a while to grow back. Of course. Uh, I I just it's the tip of the finger that's all. I don't want to say mangled, but a little messy. Mm-hmm. And and the nail bed too is kind of ugly. Uh, but so- I I don't know if it's infected. When they x-rayed it, did they, it's, they said the bone was... Uh, they said the bone was broken at the okay. tip. Yeah. At the tip. And then because it's an open wound, I think it, the bone being ex- you know, exposed, you're open to uh, infection. If he says to tomorrow, bone. if he says tomorrow, let's just, let's just, let's just cut, cut it off. Are you going to be okay with that? My middle finger? Yeah. Losing my right middle finger? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I had to say... Down to the down to the down to the uh, maybe so you got a stub there that you can. Well, I, I think so. I mean, I I don't. I would prefer to have my finger, but I mean, if if I would probably want to get a second opinion. There's but that. I, I don't use my like. I'm going to be 49 in September. In my entire life, I can't tell you the number of times I've used my middle finger, like to to give someone the finger. Mm-hmm. Rare, I think. Um, I mean, but if I want to give the peace sign, I would have to do that. You know, I don't know. There was a I, I football mean, player, Jack. Jack, somebody played for the uh, played for the Oakland Raiders, and he got his finger mangled in a game, uh, broken, and they told him that he couldn't play in the next game. And I'm not sure if it was a, a like a you know like a big game at the end of the year kind of thing or whatever. What was his name? Jack something or other. Anyway, he said, eh, cut it off." Can I put there? There's like, if you cut it off, will I be okay to play? And they're like, well, yeah, but you know, you don't want to cut your finger off. He's like, no, go ahead, cut it off. Really? Yeah. I just I just googled NFL player mangled um, finger, and I I didn't find that guy, but I found like NFL mangled fingers, and they had a picture of a guy. I think maybe Ronnie Lott was one of them, and they just showed one with his hands, and like he just had a finger that was just bent in a way that it was like the the top half of his finger looked almost like perpendicular to the bottom half. Actually, I think it was Ronnie Lott. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Did he play for the Raiders? Anyway, yeah. uh, he played for the. Uh, he may have played for the Raiders at one point. I think he played for the Forty ers too. Let me do Ronnie Lott finger. Uh, Ronnie Lott, and I'm going uh, 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 finger. Yeah, his pinky finger. It looks like. Oh yeah, that's nasty. The b- 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 amputated pinky finger. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he had said, yeah, just take it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. He's hardcore. He's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I wonder how many, I wonder how many tips, you know, um, 
Wasn't he a cornerback really fast? And I think he did punt returns as well. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. It was the 49ers. He played for the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um. And anyway, uh, I'm knock on wood, but uh, I'm hoping that this hand surgeon does not uh, recommend amputating the finger. I think that would be unlikely. Mm-hmm. But um. But I, if the bone is infected and it's going down, then who knows? You know, I, I, I don't know how just, that works. What if he just says, rub, rub some dirt on it, walk it off. Just walk it off, rub some dirt on it. Yeah, it's, it's just it sucks. It just sucks. It's my dominant hand, but whatever. I'm, I, I, I don't want to complain. There are people that have it much worse than I do. And uh, yeah. I, I just want I just want to see the doctor. Uh, I made the appointment, and I feel I feel good about making having made the appointment. Because, I mean, if, if it were up to me, I would probably be like, meh, whatever. But it's stupid not to. So you got talked into this? Not talked in hard. I mean, my mom pushed. Your mom pushed. It was a mom yeah. push. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a mom push, yeah. Mom Which, push. by the way, that reminds me of uh, something that we talked about a long time ago. Uh, I, I, may, I think I had brought it up. Okay. Uh, it was this expression. This is something my mom had said to me a few years back. Um, She's only as happy as her unhappiest child. Do you recall me <laughs> saying something like that? Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. Okay. And do you recall what I talked about back then and where I sort of was standing on it? <sighs> I don't re- okay, know that. Well, you, now you're asking okay. more, more than no, I No, that's way too much. I don't expect either of us to remember anything that we said from five minutes ago, let alone t- a couple of years ago. But your mom does, I'll bet. Uh, I'm sure my mom does. And so uh, I don't remember if she listened to that episode or if she listens or how often she listens. But uh, I, I used to I used to say, I don't, I don't really get that, right? And I think, and I'm in, in retrospect, I'm thinking about it now, and I think a combination of things have led me to this moment. And is at the time, said, I don't really get that. That doesn't make sense to me. No, nah, I don't. I mean, and I would say at the time, my children were much younger, right? But I think as I'm getting older and they're getting older, particularly Cameron soon to be 18 and soon going to college and not being 100% on his own, but in that, you know, on that path. And with Kylie just having turned 16, and it's not that she's completely independent, she doesn't drive yet, you know, it's, I don't know, I think I'm starting to feel it and understand it a little bit more. Not that I ever had full control of them when they were little and younger, but... It's, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's as I get closer to the grave and they get older. I, I'm not going to, I I'm, I don't think I like the expression. And again, I don't know the origin of it. But I'm starting, I think I'm starting to feel a little, I'm starting to feel it a little bit more. Wow. You know? And how's, how's it go again? Say, say it again. Uh, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's kind of heavy. Uh <laughs> I don't know. There's 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 periods where uh, probably I think you you know your your kids just piss you off at some point a little bit and then you're like well maybe they need to figure some things out because they do they do things there there's a I I so the guy that uh, have you ever seen uh, there's a, a it's on Netflix now it started on PBS uh, they on Netflix they call it somebody feed Phil 
Yeah, I, I know what it is. Yeah, I didn't know it was on PBS, but I know who Phil is, the guy who created Everybody Loves Raymond. Jew, Jewish guy, got the Jewish yep. parents, and he, yep. he's kind of become sort of the the uh, the Anthony Bourdain uh, of late. Uh, not that he's he's not as edgy as Anthony Bourdain, but he does a, a travel show where he, now he drinks alcohol because it's on Netflix. He didn't when it was on PBS, but mm-hmm. now there's the booze element, and he's you know, mm-hmm. going out and... He gets a local fixer. Is it Phil Rosenthal? Yeah, yeah. He gets the fixer guy, and he's a real funny dude. And they they go out, and he's not. Slam- he's, he's yeah. He's a funny guy. He's a professional comedy writer, but he's also a character. Yes. He's, yeah. He you know he's he's exactly what you would think of a Phil Rosenthal who works in Hollywood, who's like from Long Island or wherever he's from. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, does the googly eyes and all that stuff. He's 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 yeah. He's 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 pretty funny. But he was he was telling this couple. Uh, he was in South Africa, and he was telling this couple in South Africa. That uh, he was complimenting them on, on them on how great their their children were. That he was eating with them, and the kids were like six and seven, and they were like, and the mother was like, oh, you could tell she was tired. She just had the tired mom look, and she was like, really? She's like, and he said, this is the best age, and she was like, are you kidding me? This is the best age? You know, she was like, kind of half, half joking, half not. You know, like, you know, is this really you know as good as it gets? And he was like, oh, this is the best age they're at right now. And he goes, there's something that happens with children when they're in their when they're in their teens or they're going to get to a point where they irritate you so much and you irritate them so much that it makes the transition for them leaving very easy mm-hmm. <laughs> and they then she looked at him like what what are you talking about and uh, he was like trust me you're gonna you're gonna figure this out so uh i know there's there's a point where that happens and uh but i understand what what uh, where your where your mother was or whoever made that up, where they were coming from. Yeah, I mean, it is, is it is a thing. My mom didn't make it up. She she read it on a pillow somewhere. She read it on a pillow. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's not a true story. Uh, I don't know where she got it. Uh, there. So that guy, Philip Rosenthal, and he is from Queens. He grew up in Rockland. He's uh, to a Jewish family, uh, 60 years old. He has, there's a documentary. I don't know where you could find it, but it's called Exporting Raymond. And he is, because he's the creator of, of Everybody Loves Raymond, he travels to Moscow to retool the hit show for Russian audiences. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've see seen that. bits and pieces of it. I, I it, it it gets 6.9 on IMDb and 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it does look like uh, it would be entertaining. Yeah, he 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 kind of cracks me up because he, like you said, he's a, he's a character. He's got this whole weird persona thing going on where he does this. I call it googly eyes, where he's doing that. I don't know. It's just he's he's comedic in a in a kind of a little bit of a corny way. But uh, yeah, he's a tall, skinny, white Jewish guy with those kind of like sleepy eyes with the furrowed brows and just like. And he's got the exact voice you'd expect him to have. He was on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm in this last uh, season 10. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, whatever the last season was. Yeah, where, yeah, it's a whole thing where he wants to go out, you know, have lunch with Larry, and Larry doesn't want to do it, and he's trying to blow him off. That would be that would be good. Yeah, I got to see that because I, I, I like the the new Netflix version of it. I like I, I, the PBS thing. I saw some of those and I it was uh, it was it was good. It was was you know watchable. I, I'm kind of into that sort of you know when they're traveling and eating food at uh, remote locations like that. And uh, but now that they've gone with the Netflix thing, it's not so much that they're 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 saying let's be. 
Bourdain, but it's got more of that kind of a feel to it. Where he's, yeah. He's, yeah. Gordon, Gordon Ramsay has a show as well that's... But he's um, a dick. He's just well, a dick. Yeah, I don't think he really is. Uh, I mean, he plays one, but I don't know that he totally is. Uh, National Geographic channel i believe he's yeah. got a show i've not watched it he convinced me I, that he was a dick and uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know the guy um now he's trying not to be i guess um and it, yeah that whole uh like the uh simon whatever his name is on cowl on, the, on, on the voice you know and mm -hmm. not the voice uh no uh, america's got talent uh but he was on a. X Factor. He's the producer, the British guy, the British guy who's the jerk of a judge. Yeah, and he's yeah, convinced with a me. Bad he, haircut. He's yeah. he's convinced me. He's just an ass. Uh, oh no no. Yeah. I mean I don't know that guy either. But no, he's an asshole. That guy's a fucking prick. I yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah, he seems like it. He's He'd still make a better president than these two old guys. Oh no, he's British. That's not true. <laughs> he wouldn't make a better. <sighs> uh, yeah, I don't. I just I, I Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I, I got to remember how to spell his name. Uh, that's why I was looking it up because it's the D D W. A Y, -Y -N, N E, and if I'm going to write it in, I got to make sure I've got his name right, and I'm not writing. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how write-in votes work. I mean, you write them in, but I don't know if they get counted. I wrote in my friend Nick. Uh, I think last time for president. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I did I, you write his last name or just Nick? No, I, yeah. or my friend, my, my friend Nick, Nick. My, my buddy Nick. Yeah. Um, now I put in his first name and his last name. I didn't put his middle name, which probably you know in America everybody's. Oh, has he ever run know. for office, this Nick? Uh, he ran for uh, a, a county attorney thing once, but uh, yeah, he's never run for. Uh, Do you think Nick would make a good president? Uh, he'd be better than either of these wobbly old white guys. He is a white guy, but uh, he's... He's uh, less old and he's, less wobbly. less old and wobbly. I would right, If that's your campaign slogan, less <laughs> old, less uh, wobbly, almost as white, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> My party is a mess, a complete mess. Uh, everything that uh, everything that I uh, that I stand for is based on a lie. <laughs> uh, I've been laughing lately, reading some of the stuff that people are figuring out uh, about uh, uh, what's his name, the, the Democrat. Um, uh, listen to me. Now I'm the white guy that can't remember shit. Uh, yeah, about Biden. You know, they're like looking back at his record well he's been around forever so a lot of the really bad shit that's going on in the world <laughs> was <laughs> stuff that he came up with mandatory minimums <laughs> he and bill clinton were the guys that were all behind that getting tough on crime locking locking poor black guys up <laughs> that, that was how they yeah that's how they got elected for you know probably at least a couple of election cycles it was all based on that kind of stuff and then the world shifted and <laughs> all of a sudden we're like wait <laughs> He's on the side that's against that stuff. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's it's so funny. It's like you couldn't write this shit. It's like Nancy Pelosi taking down the f pictures of the uh, of the Confederates that were. Uh, did you hear that story? I didn't hear. No, I didn't. I she didn't. she took down pictures of of the people who were had been had had her job. Uh, that well, were, I did hear about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. she didn't take down the picture of Robert Byrd, who's who who <laughs> who is. In our, he lived in our era, <laughs> and he admitted, and uh, not not so much admitted. He he bragged about being a member of the KKK for a lot of his a uh, lot of his career, <laughs> and she left his picture up. <laughs> uh, 
it's like she it's, also wore a kente cloth and <laughs> kneeled with others. I mean, I mean, like, I, like, I, the, the idea of any of these politicians—it's uh, just you can't win if it's the fucking guy that just will tweet and say whatever the fuck he wants and do everything <laughs> wrong. And then you have these others that are like, it's like these, it's like. It's like you have either virtue signaling or dog whistles. It's the same fucking thing on the opposite side, and it's just like we're going to be extreme. But now, how about this? How about we just? How about for once we just have intelligent like debate and talk about something and understand the thing, and then honestly try to fucking listen for half a minute, not throw out a bunch of statistics and be like, okay, well, okay, whether you're quote unquote statistically right or not. We have a problem here, and the problem is not just that communities. It's the whole fucking countries, because how the fuck are we going to... Just short of having another fucking civil war, what's the fucking way out of this? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.